Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2022 RSM Classic. Check out the podcast on Twitter at Always Press DFS. I am on Twitter at BD Intric, and my co-host, as always, on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, man? Doing well. How are you? Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Last big event of the year, Jesse. I I, I don't know what we're going to do with all our free time. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's uh, the, the year is golf year is coming to a close uh supposed to have 70s i think in the next like this week i'm gonna try to get out and play but it's been sketchy i'm glad to talk about it i'm glad to hear i was glad to hear that because i I didn't usually we talk about you know golfing and stuff in the pre thing and i didn't mention anything because it was 85 (laughs) here yesterday fuck off and i played in the morning and it's like 78 right now as we record and i'm but you said you got, you got our weather coming your way. So yeah, I hope so, man. I'm sitting there in a damn good. hoodie and sweatpants right now. Going to hey. go out after after we get done recording this, and because it's cold, it sucks so bad, so yeah. depressing. I feel you. I feel you. Eventually, we get like that for a week or so. So it, it it'll happen. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't want to bring it up until you mentioned it. But yeah, it was a beautiful golf weather over the weekend here in here in California. So it was kind of nice. But um, Jason Kokrak, Jason Kokrak. His third dub in the last like 23 events or something. The dude's figured out and he birdied four of the last six holes on Sunday. So he come from behind victory. And um, it was pretty cool to see Kokrak has definitely figured out the uh, the closing game. That was one yeah. of the big concerns with him in, in years past. For sure. Started making some putts, man. I mean, that's always the thing with him. If he can make some putts, then, uh, you know, it's a different ball game. His ball striking is always there. He's one of the best on tour and made a few coming home there, uh, at least one or two. A lot of them were just tap ins or inside 10 feet at least and you know one thing to remember for next year man that course is a lot harder than mm-hmm. than the previous uh houston open courses um i don't know if like and i didn't get to pay a whole heck of a lot of attention to it i think we were talking about that before like neither one of us did but there was a discrepancy there in the afternoon um because like your boy duffner played well thursday morning and then friday just completely backed up and i saw several guys do that uh so yeah, I mean, I don't know yeah. if it was the wind or what, but uh, it had to be something because he he came out playing horrible and just didn't didn't get it done on Friday. But uh, I know some of the guys I was with on Sunday, we were all joking because there was clips like on Instagram and stuff from the PGA Tour account that some of the golfers were complaining about uh, the course because they'd hit like 310 yard drives and had run out into the rough and stuff. And like we said, as you play the golf course, like you got to change it up because the rough was, they were complaining about how thick the rough was. Mm, maybe that was part of it then. Yeah. 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 So that was part of it. And it's just like, well, then you club down and you, you have a long iron. And we talked about it last week. It's, it's a long course, but you, you know, it's, it's doable. And we, we said it wasn't going to be a super, like a lot of scoring per se, but still gettable. And you saw that with Kokrak getting four birdies in the last six holes. If you play right, heck, um, Scheffler set the course record on Friday after shooting, I think, two over on uh, Thursday. He shoots an, an, like an eight under on Friday. So anything's possible if you're just like staying in play and making things happen. So we'll see that going forward. It might be even more on, you know, fairways and stuff as we as we look at, you know, tweaking the models and stuff. On new courses, it's always interesting to kind of see where to, to, to change things. That's for sure. I'm with you on that, man. It's uh, be interesting going back there next year. 
But uh, let's move on to the RSM, buddy. That's enough Houston. Yep, RSM Classic for you. 156 golfers. We got two golf courses. So each guy will play one on Thursday, one on Friday. Then the seaside course will be the two weekend rounds. So it's the last full field event we have of the 2022 season and lots of event history, Jesse. So what do you got? Yeah, I mean, uh, you got the, like you said, the seaside course, the plantation course. Plantation is easier than seaside, correct? Yes, yes. It's Well, yeah, I'll get into it, but yes, yes, it is. Okay. Um, last year, Robert Streb won for the second time, 1900 in a playoff over Kevin Kisner. 2019 was Tyler Duncan, 1900 in a playoff over Webb Simpson. 2018 was Charles Howe the third, 1900 playoff. Patrick Rogers. Um, 2017 uh, was the last time we didn't have a playoff. 21 under for Austin Cook, four shots over JJ Spawn, Mackenzie Hughes, Kisner, Kirk, uh, and obviously Streb went back in 2014 for the second time or whatever, or for the first time. Um, so that's kind of your, your rundown of what is pertinent uh, history as far as this event goes. Yeah. And a couple of things that stand out with Jesse was talking about the scores, birdie fest. Um, also don't have to be long because both these courses are less than, they're both less than they're barely over 7,000 yards. Like they're both very, very short courses. The difference is the seaside course is a par 70, where the plantation course is a par 72 because it's got two extra par fives. So scoring, scoring, scoring is what you want to see here. Like, sure, one of the plantation course par fives is 623 yards, but for these guys, that's not the end of the world. Everything else is very gettable. Um, the key here is clubbing down potentially. You don't have to be a bomber. As you mentioned, the guys that, that won definitely were not bombers, but um, you need to be in the fairway, greens and regulation, that, that's the that's the key, but fairway, fairway, fairway. So if you got a club down to do it, whatever. Like it's not super penal if you miss the fairway, but you want to be able to land it in certain parts of the green to give yourself a chance to get these birdies. Because unlike the Houston Open last week, you are going to need a bunch of birdies to score. Um, the cut line's usually around like four-ish, five, give or take, under par. So expect lots of scoring. If your guy does not score well on the plantation, of course, you can probably plan on a short weekend. That's just the way it's going if to he, If he finishes over par on the plantation, just don't even look at Friday. It's, unless he goes Scotty Scheffler on the place, ain't happening. So um, they're going to have to get some. They're going to have to score on the par fives. That's for sure. Um, I have this um, on Fantasy National. They have the Seaside course broke down because Plantation course does not have shot link. Seaside does. So if you're following along on the apps or whatever, one you get to follow along closely. The other one's not so much. But, um, you know, the par fours between 400 and 450 is a very, very common thing. But, like, holes five through eight all of a birdie rate of like 18% or better, three of them with 25% or better. Um, the par 5 15th has a 51% birdie rate. So you better be getting your guy at the birdie there. Uh, very, very important stuff here. But overall, it's a very, very gettable course. The biggest defense of these golf courses is the wind because they are on the water, basically. Um, you're, you see Island, Georgia. It's just about an hour or two north of Jacksonville, Florida, right on the water. The seaside course, obviously, on the seaside. Plantation course, a little bit more inland, but both can get affected by the wind quite a bit. But the plantation, not nearly as much. It's like if you think about the pro ATT Pro-Am, you got spyglass in the trees. You got Pebble Beach on the water. A little bit of differences on how things kind of affect you from time to time. But your seaside course is going to could get dicey at times. It's wide open. And English, or English um, CH3 won. It was awesome because we all root for CH3. He's had issues before getting there. And um, I remember watching those rounds, and it's a pretty darn wide open. There's like a tree, a random tree here, a random tree here, but for the most part, wide open. And wind is your defense. Bermuda Greens, for those that care about that stat as well. But uh, what stats are you looking at this week, Jesse? Yeah, I mean, uh, birdie or better. Um, 
tee to green approach, plenty of course history, uh, and par five scoring, like you said. Around the green, I think, matters as well. Yeah, because you need to avoid the bogeys. So if you can get it close and get those pars to keep things going, because we do look at birdie or better, but in these kind of birdie fests where you need to be four or five under to make it to the weekend, every bogey is like that much worse, like insanely worse. So you can save those pars. That is a very, very good point on your behalf as well. Uh, we're, I'm in similar uh, stat categories as you. I don't change a whole lot too much. I might change some weightings, but I'll add right. a few things. But my biggest thing is always DK points, birdie or better. But I am focusing a lot on fairways and greens and regulation. You know, like give yourself a chance to get it. It kind of all encompasses the same thing, but it kind of gets there, and it, it does differentiate a bit as well. All right, let's just get right into it. Fanshare Sports, if you want to go check out fansharesports.com. They don't have the uh, the stuff loaded up for RSM just yet because we're getting a little earlier than normal, which is great for us. But uh, Fanshare is not quite ready there. So go check out fansharesports.com, promo code always press. But let's get into the DK scoring. We have five guys over 10K, Jesse. Scotty Scheffler, 10-9. Webb Simpson, 10-7. Usti, 10-4. Cam Smith, 10-3. Harris English, 10-1. Who you got? Uh, start off with, you know, Scotty Scheffler. Um, he finished fifth here in 2019, which was his only appearance. Got off the solid second place last week, fourth the week before that. Shot 58 recently or something along those lines. Uh, just playing with some buddies, I think. But uh, mm-hmm. there's just playing really well. And he's got, you know, like I said, played pretty well here the last time out. Cam Smith, especially if it's windy. He's Aussies play well in the wind. Um, 15th last week, ninth the week before. Those are the two main guys that I'm focused on up here. I think Louie, you know, he's okay. I mean, the miscut last year kind of scares me a bit, but he's been playing really solid golf. Um, his last start was the CJ Cup. He was 38th, which is not great there. It's about mid-pack, but I uh, did have a couple top 20s before that. So, I mean, really, I like Scotty and, and, and Cam Smith. Yeah, uh, Scotty ranks ninth in my model. I love Scott Scheffler, especially in a birdie fest type event. Like, this is phenomenal. Um, we know he can rack them up in bunches. He can also tilt our faces off. We've experienced both sides of this, Jesse. So it's very, very possible, Scott Scheffler, but I do like him. You mentioned his past history here is pretty good. Good weekend in Houston, ninth in my model, 10th in DK scoring. I like the Cam Smith call. I think he's going to be super contrarian. Um, the popular play is going to be Webb Simpson, and he rates out second in my model. He's one of the Sea Island boys. He knows his course like the back of his hand. Always plays well here. In years past, like this feels a little better than usual for the RSM Classic. But uh, in years past, it was like, okay, do I play the 30 to 40% web and just eat it? Usually you did because he finishes so well here. Um, in this field over the last 24 rounds, he's second in DK scoring and third in birdie or better, first in greens regulation, fifth in par four, 400 to 450. He just rates out beautifully all over the board. Uh, and if you want to eat the chalk, you can. You don't have to, but he's a great play. The other guy I like a lot, and I, I don't know if he'll get overlooked as much as I hope just because he is a local as well as Harris English. Uh, he's 10th in my model, $10,100. He's a little pricey for some, but this is a dude that had a great season last year. When you talk about ball striking and uh, greens and regulation, he, he stands out in a big way. He's fifth in DK scoring, fifth in birdie or better over the last 24 rounds, and sixth in this field in par five scoring. So if we want to take advantage of par fives, Harris is a guy for that as well. So I think Harry English is a guy I'm going to like a lot this week at 10 ones. I don't have to break the bank, yet still get one of these elite players. Uh, Webb, I can't wait to see what Webb's uh, ownership projections look like. That's going to be a fun one. What, how, how chalky does Webb have to be for you not to play him? Oh man, I'm gonna play him anyways. But Ooh, I mean, if, I mean, I, I never play. I never play Webb Simpson, and I either get burnt or don't. Let's see what he was last year. Here he was forty four percent owned. Yeah, it was insane. 
At 11,200 last year, by the way. Yeah. But like I said, in recent years, he's like the class of the field. This year, there's at least other options. So, yeah. I mean, that helps. And that was off back to back top, you know, second and third in the two previous years, you know, before 2020. So, I mean, I, I'm just not, I'm not going to play him, but. Yeah, I'll probably have a couple in my 20 max, but if I was making three max or less, I'd probably fade him as well. So uh, I don't blame you at all. I'd rather go to Harris or to Scheffler. I don't mind the Cam Smith call because that, that Cam Smith is the perfect GPP play. He's a guy that we know can win a tournament. He could also disappear, but there's so many factors. Like if it does get windy, he just – what we're looking at stats in front of us don't even really matter. Like unless right. I put the windy filter on or whatever, I hate that because that's kind of contrarian. But, yeah, he can have a lot of fun with that as well. All right, 9K range. You got Corey Connors at 99, Neiman 97, Henley 96, Nora 95, Gooch 93, Kiz 92, Scott 9000. Kisner and Henley are going to be insanely popular this week. Yeah, I would say so. I, I like Corey Connors at 9900, um, 10th, 23rd, and 37th in his last three starts at this event. Uh, come off a 40th, 40th place finish at the Shriners. Before that, two straight top 20s. Uh, has made seven straight cuts on tour. Um, just playing really well he's actually on the pj tour he's made a lot more than seven straight but he did miss the cut at the well excuse me he did miss the cut at the u.s open so anyways just disregard all that i would do like Corey, Corey connor's i do have russell henley check 30th miscut, cut miss cut 10th 6th 4th since 2014 at this event for russell uh come off the seventh place finish last week i mean just making a bunch of cuts he hadn't really done a whole heck of a lot until that top 10 last week um I will play Gooch again at 9,300. His, his course history is not great. Miscut, 23rd, miscut, miscut. Um, he started off really well last week, and then, you know, it just kind of fell off. I don't know exactly what happened there, but the ball striking is there. I'm I'm going back to, to Gooch at 9,300, and that's all for me. Yeah, this range here in the last 24 rounds, five of the last, top six guys in my model are in this 9K range. It is – Loaded. Connors is number one in my model. Um, we, we've talked about it time and time again. If we talk just approach game, Corey Connors' specialty. One of the better yeah. iron players on tour. Just can't. He, he's 116th in the field in putting. It's always the question with Corey Connors: Can he putt today? Because every he's, he's eighth in DK, fourth in Barrier Better, third in Fairways Gain, fourth in Greens Relation, eighth in Par Four, 240. He's seventh on approach, first off the tee. Like he just checks so many boxes in this field. I love. I like Corey Connors a lot as well. I like Joaquin Neiman a lot. He's fourth in my model. He's playing really, really strong golf and kind of gets overlooked a lot of the time. He's like a guy that can be steady Yeti, but also can run hot with the with the um, with the birdies. Uh, he's sixth and birdie or better in this event. So I like him. I don't mind Henley. You mentioned him as well. A guy that a local guy that can play really, really well here. Uh, Kids is fifth in my model. He's not been playing that well. I don't like. It's because my model took into account for seventy two hundred yards or less. I think that really helps him. If I just did overall over the last twenty four rounds, he'd be a lot lower. But this is the course we're playing, and it's the course he knows very, very well. Well, I mean, the it. dude's either top 10 or miscut. Yep. And that's how a lot of these guys are, like the Henleys, the Kisners, and a couple others I was looking at, the local guys. They either crush the event or they just disappear. It's There's not a lot of happy mediums. You got to think it, that you gotta think that's either because they're either feeling good or feeling bad. You know what I yep. mean? Yep, I'm with you. And with kids, Especially somebody like kids. Yeah. Yeah, with kids, and he's going to have his boys there and stuff. Right. Uh, like, you know, Thursday, I went out and shoot six under. Let's go to the house and barbecue. Right. Friday could be pretty rough. Yeah, <laughs> so right. We'll see how that one works. Exactly. But right. uh, he's interesting. I got Adam Scott, sixth of my model. I never play Adam Scott. And he always rates out well for me. He, to me, he has, hasn't had the high finishes lately. Eventually, he's going to backfire on me. 
Last one I want to mention. I know I mentioned almost every guy here, but I said this is where they're all ranked in my event. Gooch is 24th. He might be my favorite guy here outside of Corey Connors. You mentioned a lot. I think people will see that 60th place finish last week because he had a horrific weekend. I think he shot like five or six over on Saturday well, or something. Started on Friday. I mean, he just played well enough on Thursday. He shot six to under get through. on Thursday or something. Yeah, yeah, to get through. So he shot 64 the first day, or 65 the first day, 74, 75, 72. Yeah, he just something fell apart. Like, I'm with you. I'll go right back to that. Hopefully, at much lower ownership because prior to those, like, the previous tournaments, as you mentioned, the dude's been lights out. Like, yeah, he's, he's locked in right now. So, I will gladly take a lower-owned Gooch in this range where Kiz is going to be popular, Hammy's going to be popular, and have some fun with that for sure. So, I'm 100% with you on that one. 8K range, you got Keegan Bradley, 89, Rose, 88, Homa, 87, Hughes, 86, Dahman, 85, Todd, 84, Pereira, 83 powers 82 vegas 81 kirk 8000 yeah uh start top with with keegan bradley 15th here last year um his last time out was uh last week no this week before yeah yeah worldwide technology championship all these freaking names man you got the worldwide technology championship straight into the the hewlett packard -Packard. enterprise (sighs) what happened to the shell houston open man um (laughs) Anyways, and then just the Mayakoba Classic. But anyway, so 70th there at Mayakoba, fourth at Zozo, 32nd CJ Cup. Um, Joel Dahlman, 8,500. We talked about him last week just because of his DK scoring, and he came through again, dude. Fifth uh, fifth place finish last week, 27 points above what's expected. It's for somebody at $7,000. He was 9% owned last week. Of course, we get a huge price bump. Should keep the ownership decently low, eighty five hundred bucks, uh, like Joel Dahman quite a bit. He, I mean, his course history is not the best. Fiftieth miscut, thirty seventh, forty ninth miscut. So I mean, it's like it's not great, but I think he's worth. This is the way he's playing right now. I think it's worth a shot. Power uh, at eight eighty two hundred. He's never made the cut here, which is sketch. Coming off a miscut, but did have two top fifteens before that um so i think sneaking him into a gpp lineup or two uh would be fine and then kirk 18th last year miscut 46th fourth in his last four starts at this event and has not missed a cut since the 3m open way back in july so playing pretty well uh at 8000 i think he's worth uh a game well i think a lot of people will go to vegas because of mm-hmm. you know kind of how he played last week too he was up around you know the leader at the top of the leaderboard i think he was actually leading at one point yeah. And they shot 75 on Sunday. Um, so and people just like Johnny Vegas anyways, but I'd rather go to Kirk myself. Yeah, he, he was two or three shots back going into Sunday. Like he had a chance to make things interesting, but he's been close. He's been playing some pretty good golf. He's, it's typical Johnny. He has like one bad round and it just, he hasn't got the flip, turn, turn it on just yet. Cause he doesn't have the RBC Canadian open anymore to, to save him. So we'll see where he can go from there. But this AK range is, it's interesting. It's nothing like lights out for me, but I think Keegan is a very good tournament play, like you said. Like this is a guy that we know can run hot in birdie fest. He can also the putting can take him out of a birdie fest, but I think he's got that upside for sure. Eight nine hundred dollars. Um, Max Home is interesting to me at uh, eighty seven hundred. You know, it's a guy we like to, to hit it far, but at the same time, he's third in DK scoring, second birdie or better in the field, third in par fives. It's just can he stay in the fairway? That'll be interesting with Max. Mackenzie Hughes rates out horribly for me here. He's ninety fourth in my rankings. But just like from everything I remember, it's like the eye test. This seems like a Mackenzie Hughes course. You mentioned the course history. 
He's played well here in the past. Like, if I pull up the tournament history. Yeah, he's good. miscut 65th, miscut, miscut first. First. Yeah, so it's, yeah. I, I almost clicked his name, too, man. I was looking, I was really, like, contemplating. Because he played decent last week. Shot, you know, yeah. ended up 29th. And that was coming off a, a top five at the Zozo. So, but that, I mean, that course history, I'm just like. That's rough. Yeah. On a course when that you should win, be And then you can't really make another cut. It's very strange. Yeah. It just seems like on paper is like this should fit him perfectly. Like it really should. And it did for right. one year. It really did. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. He could be a nice like tournament play as well. But love Joel Dahman. Probably my favorite play in this range. You hit every reason why. Just He's going to miss cuts. Just know that playing Joel. But if you play him like every week, like the 70% of the time or 60% of the time he makes the cut, he's going to just go crazy on DK scoring as we talked about. So he definitely is a great. Don't play him in cash. Play him in tournaments. Um, other than that, like I like the Sheamus. I think John Vegas is still in play. But I think Kirk, a local guy, could be very, very good in this. A shorter course, fairways at a premium could be an option here. But for the most part, this 8K range, I'm not like I'm in love with. I think I might be more stars and scrubs this week, but we'll have to check it out. Uh, 7K, 75 to 79. You got Cooch, Harmon, CH3, Danny Lee, Rogers, Streelman, Day, Wallace, List, Long, Merritt, and Streb, Jesse. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of this range. Like, I was just like really forcing myself to click on some guys in this area. One of them is Danny Lee at 7,700, just simply because of his recent form, seventh and second in his last two starts, which again, before that was miscut WD, miscut, miscut. So it's Danny Lee, 7,700 bucks. You know, his course histories, it's also weird. Miscut, miscut, 40th, 27th. He hasn't played here since 2017. So. Maybe he comes in with a fresh mind or something. Um, Adam Long at 7,500, 30th and 35th in his last two starts. He did miss the cut in 2018, but not terrible for somebody at 7,500 bucks. Coming off the 11th place finish last week, 22nd the week before that. He's now made three straight cuts, three straight top 25s. Adam Long at 7,500. And then last but not least for me, um, Robert Streb. And, and his course history is, is, is also weird. First miscut, 32nd miscut, 57th, 25th first. Um, but he's coming off this seventh place finish last week. It's just interesting to me that, you know, we're going back to obviously a track that good memories for him. He does have two top tens in his last three starts, $7,500. I, I think Streb is in play this week. Yeah, this is a definitely a course, like a, I guess, current form course history, pick your poison right. type section here because you got some local guys. You got Kucher, Harmon, Howe, all Georgia boys. Most of them live here. When it comes to this tournament alone, Kuch T37 miscut, T29 miscut, Howe 30, 30th cut, first cut, 13th, Harmon cut, 14th, 32nd, 4th cut. Like, they finished very well here, but they've also screwed things up. But then you talk about recent form, Kuch is 22nd at Mayakoba, 35th at the Shriners, Howe 33rd at Mayakoba, 47th at the Shriners, Harmon 54th cut, 72nd cut. So his form's been really wonky, but – I think Hal and um, Kuch are interesting. I think I'd rather have Hal than Kucher, but I think both are very, very interesting when it comes to breaking it down. I love Daniel Lee, 100% on board. I'm going to ride that current form. He's uh, ninth in DK scoring, 10th in birdie or better the last uh, 24 rounds. I think if we just did the last uh, like eight rounds, he'd probably be like close to first in DK scoring. So we talked about it uh, before his seventh place finish. His When he had that second place in the DK scoring, that was ridiculous. So I think he's a very, very intriguing play. Uh, he's 40th in my model. Kevin Streelman, just is, this is the prototypical golf course for Kevin Streelman. He's 8th in my model. Um, I, will, I will be having a lot of Kevin Streelman. I'm a big fan of what he can do. He's 12th in birdie or better, um, 19th in greens regulations, 18th in fairways. Like He's just right there 
in the middle of everything. So I like Streelman quite a bit. Other than that, Luke List is local. He's going to get a lot of pub. I don't know how much I'll have. He's 75th in my models. I'm not in love with him. I can see the appeal. I'm just, it's Luke freaking List. So know what you're getting. It's been miscut 53rd, 4th, 13th, the last four times he's played here. It's Luke List at his finest, but I wouldn't be shocked if we talk about him uh, when we ever record again. But um, Luke List is quite intriguing as well. 7K to 74, who you like him? Um, so Matthias Schwab at 74, he's never played here. My model likes him for some reason. Three straight made cuts on tour. Well, two straight on PGA Tour, one in, for the European Tour. Um, so I, I think he's fine at 7,400. Grio, Grio, I mean, you know, if the guy can putt, 18th here last year and uh, coming off a miscut at uh, the Mayakoba, the whatever the fuck that thing is called down there. <laughs> Hayden Buckley at 7,300, never played here. Uh, I think I talked about him last week, or maybe I didn't because he didn't play, but he's made three straight cuts this fall swing, um, including two, a couple top tens in there. He finished 71st his last time out at the Bermuda. Uh, Lonto at 7,300, he has two consecutive missed cuts at this event, but three straight made cuts on tour, including two top tens. Um, Hadwin, I never get him right, but 7,200 bucks. He's got wonky course history. Miscut, 68th. Miscut, 70th. Um, so if you like patterns, he should make the cut this week. Uh, and it has four straight made cuts on the PGA Tour. And that's it for me in this range. Yeah, this is why I might be starting scrubbing it up because I got like Grio. I love a lot. Like perfect for this golf course. If he can putt, as you said, he's sixth in fairway gained, uh, ninth in greens regulation, 10th in par four scoring. Uh, Aaron Rye is interesting. Back-to-back really good finishes at the Mayakoba and the Houston Open. He's 56th in my model, but that's only over 12 rounds because he didn't have enough to qualify for this set of stats. But he's playing really, really good golf right now. He can make a lot of birdies. So he stands out as an interesting play at 7,400. Um, Henrik Norlander, local guy that I'll, I'll take my chances with in this one, 17th in fairways gained, 23rd in greens and regulation. And when you look at his current form, he's, he's making a lot of cuts. He's made um, two, four – Five straight made cuts. So pretty much every event on the fall swing, he's made a cut. Fourth of the Sanderson is his best finish, but he's made a cut in all fall swing events he's teetered up in. So Henrik Norlander, Dougie Gim, 20th in my model, 10th in fairways gain, 25th in birdie or better. He's been playing really good golf as well. I believe it's four straight made cuts on tour for him. Yeah, all the way back to the Sanderson. Only missed cut on the fall swing was the Fortnite. So he 27th at the Mayakoba as well. So he's a guy I'd be looking at at 7,200. Stewart's always interesting, but I really like Tyler Duncan. He's a, a past winner here in a playoff, and he's been playing some fine, fine golf as well. So T-Dunks will be in play. And last but not least, uh, I think Brennan Steele and Lucas Glover are quite intriguing to me. So I'll keep them on my agenda as well. Um, Steele's 12th in my model, Glover's 15th. So those are two guys at 7K I'll be looking at as well. 6K range, who are you looking at? Uh, start up top with uh, Tom Hogue there at 6,900. Two straight missed cuts for him at this golf course, but he's played it a lot and he has a top 10 back in 2015. Um, hasn't missed a cut on tour since the Sanderson Farms at the beginning of the, well, I guess the, I don't know, the second or whatever, toward the beginning of this fall swing. Uh, Chad Ramey at 6,900. My model likes him, uh, coming off a miscut at the Houston open, but before that was two straight top 20. So the model still likes him. For some reason, my model loves some Rory Sabatini. I don't know how I feel about that, but he does have 
pretty good course history, especially for somebody down here in the 6K range. 12th, 53rd missed cut, 45th, 22nd, 70th, 27th. So one missed cut in the last eight years at this event for Rory. He's coming off a missed cut down in Mayakoba. Before that was third at the Shriners. Before that was a missed cut. I mean, he's, he's all over the place, but um, he's got good course history, in my opinion, especially for somebody at 6,800 bucks. Naismith also at 6,800, um, or Naismith, uh, 15th and 14th in the last two years here. Um, did make the cut last week, and uh, the model is in love with him as well. And then Vajegas. You know, he's also sketch and miscut, or he's got good course. I mean, what I would really consider good course history for somebody in the six K range: sixth miscut, second miscut. In his last four starts here, he's played a lot more than that. He's coming off a miscut in Mayakoba, and then like if you just go further down the list, the one guy that I would kind of look at is is Putnam, thirty uh, seventh miscut, twelfth in his three appearances at this event, has four straight made cuts on tour at sixty four hundred bucks. I think that's you know if you're if you're down in this range, that's who I'd be looking at. Yeah, this is a, a very intriguing option. Obviously, if you're a lot in this of names range, down here, man, shit ton of names. There's I mean, a lot of in names in general, and, but a lot of like well-known names. Yeah, and it, obviously these are GPP plays. I don't think we're going to cash down here, but um, I like the Hoagie call. I'll, I'll have some of him for sure. The Cam Davis talk about boomer bust, and everyone thinks bomber with Cam Davis, which is possible. But in this event, he's still second off the tee for me, 16th in my model, second off the tee. First in DK points, first in birdie or better, 15th on the par four. I look at uh, 14th in par fives. So he's got that tournament appeal at 6,800 I like. I don't like Neesmith either. He's 30th in my model. So he'll be checking some boxes. A guy I always go to when iron play and approach plays important is Russell Knox. He's seventh in my model. If it's windy, that's big. His putter's just a disaster. But everything else, 11th in birdie or better, 19th in DK scoring over the last 24 rounds. Uh, Michael Thompson, he's been playing really good golf. He's fifth in uh, fairways gained over the last 24 rounds in this event. But uh, you look at his past events, six, uh, 15th of the Mayakoba, 52nd, uh, four straight make cuts, basically. He's made every cut on the fall swing, and his last event was the Mayakoba where he finished 15th. So Michael Thompson at 6,700 is someone I could uh, definitely look at. Hudson Swafford, Johnny Huh are both intriguing at 25th and 26th of my model. I think I like Johnny Huh over Hudson Swafford, but both are quite intriguing uh, as well. And then going down farther... You can make cases for certain guys. One I would look at is Adam Svensson. He's um, fifth in greens and regulation, 35th in fairways gained. He's uh, 16th off the tee. So he's a guy that you can have some fun with. But I'll keep saying it when he's priced this cheap. Sam Ryder at 6300 bucks. He's 13th in DK scoring. You're not going to usually find that many DK points down here. He's ranked 27th in my model. Sure, he's got flaws. That's why he's $6,300. But uh, not as many flaws. He's had back-to-back missed cuts, which stink. But that's because of like one bad he had one really good round and one really bad round. That was what was tilting about him. But he's sixty three hundred bucks. Um his around the green game stinks, but everything else is at least decent. So I think he's very, very intriguing if you want to punt. And then Jim Herman, another guy, he's fourteenth in my model, he's sixty two hundred dollars. Um he finished well, he uh, finished fifty fourth. He's tanked over the weekend. He was going good over the weekend, but he uh he pooped the bed. But at sixty two hundred with a guy I would look at and then where did he go? There he is, our boy. He missed on the number last week because he decided to start Friday's round four over or something, but finished at two over. Barjon, yet yeah. again, he ranks 21st in my model. He's like top 30 in most important categories for me. He's going to tilt my face off yet again. But before that missed cut, it was 39th, 42nd, 42nd. I'll go back to him at 6K if you want to punt. I got His no problem. Was, he had 50% of the, the fairways the last two events. And his, his scrambling is 
It's terrible. Bad. That explains the bogeys because he can birdie <laughs> like with the best of them. Like it's ridiculous what he can do. So he can DK score. He got he's twenty fifth in DK scoring. Yeah. So he can he can DK score like a madman. That's so my, my Vanderbilt guy. He missed on the number as well. Uh, he's sixteenth in DK scoring, but I don't, he doesn't rate out very well in anything else in the smaller fields. But Barjon at six K. If you want to punt, that's where I'd be looking. What about Martin Trainer? Uh, come off the fifth place finish after seven consecutive missed cuts. Yeah, I think I'll uh, put that one up to variance. If so, he ranks one fiftieth in my model. So if anybody How wants to go, that we bet golf, on this baby. sport. I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're you. I know you're a busy day, so you probably didn't see it. I quote tweeted it, it was something, but Kokrak in his post round interview on Sunday said he was on the phone with his swing coach Tuesday night. He was playing so bad he almost withdrew. That's golf in a nutshell, folks. Like, goes from nearly withdrawing because he couldn't play. He said, I think it was Wednesday, he left, like, he basically FaceTimed nine holes with his swing coach. And even the swing coach said he was lost. He had, he had well, no idea what he was doing. Out there. It's funny because I was, I was thinking about this not too long ago. Like, I, I played a, like, one of the best rounds I played all summer. And I was, like, for that, for the two consecutive days, I was just swinging it, like, and just hitting pure shots. And I can't do that anymore. I just, I've not been, that was the only weekend. You know what I mean? Like that I was just swinging it like that and putting, didn't miss a putt inside 10 feet. It's just, it's crazy. It's golf, it's golf man. man. It's, it's a it's mind fuck nuts. and then you die. Yep. Yep. No, it's a conversation I had with my buddies yesterday. It's just, you think you can figure it out and then you don't. It's a, I'd say it's wild. The <laughs> game of golf, but I'm saying, um, we bet on this shit. Yep. It, it's, <laughs> it's literally a coin toss might be better sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> That's what it comes kidding. down to. But uh, let's recap things real quick. 10K and yep. above, who's your top golfer? Uh, I'm going to go with Cam. I'm going to go with Harris English. Uh, 9K range, who's your top one? I'm going to say Gooch. I'm going to go with Corey Connors, but I like the Gooch call quite a bit. 8K range, who you got? Dahman. I'm going to just I'm gonna take the same one as you. I'm going to take Dahman. That's the guy I want in this range. Uh, 75 to 79. Say Adam Long. Adam Long, he says. I'm going to go Kevin Streelman. Uh, 7K to 74. Say Hadwin. Yeah, this one's a lot trickier. <laughs> a lot, lot trickier. Yeah. I think even though the, the Grigo is probably the guy I should pick, that's probably the quote-unquote safest one. Well, it's never safe with his putter, but probably the safest one. But for me, I'm going to go T-Dunks. I just got a feeling the way he's playing golf, and right? he's playing really, really good golf, and this is a course he's very familiar with. So I'll go T-Dunks. Uh, 6K range, who you got? Sabatini. I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go – this is tricky as well. I think I'm going to go with Johnny Huh. I want to go Cam Davis so bad. I'm going to go Johnny Huh because Davis is ultra tilting, but could be interesting. If you're starting out a cash lineup, last full field event, Jesse, who are you starting out with? God, man, I mean, you know, I would take um, – this is tough. I like Dahlman for cash. I think he, he's fine, even though his course history is kind of sketch. It's really difficult for me to put a cash game up. I'm just going to defer to you, whatever you say, it's, I'm going to agree with. It's tricky in this event. I'll say this much. I go with like Streelman. I'd, I'd be willing to say Kucher just to make the cut and then give me like Harris English. I know it's, he's a pricey one, but then figure the rest out from there. That'd be my two cents. Yeah. Um, if you're starting a GPP lineup out though, who are you starting out with? Uh, Gooch, Sabatini, and, and uh, Neesmith. Just the model's loves those three so i'm gonna agree with it for now yeah i'm gonna go with um english with Corey connors and joel Dahman. 
That's what I'm starting out with. And we're going to see where the dust lies after that. That should be quite, quite entertaining. Let's check out DK Sportsbook because if we think this is going to be a wild week, the odds might say a lot too. So everybody and their mom was betting Kisner at 50 to 1 this morning. He's down to 35. That didn't take long. Um, that, that that changed real quick. But anybody standing out to you? Because this is legit a field where a long shot could win, and I would not. Yeah, sure. well, I mean, look at somebody like Streb. I mean, he's 70 this year. He was probably 100-plus last year. Easily, um, easily. So, I mean, I don't mind throwing a little bit on Streb. Uh, Gooch at 35, I think, is uh, is fine. Um, and, and after that, like, it starts getting, like, to be, like, you know, flip a coin. Um, your boy Strillman's at 80. I don't – I wouldn't necessarily mind that, but – I mean, like at the top, like I would like to bet Cameron Smith, but at 14, it's like getting a little sketch. If he was 20, I think it would be a good bet. But, you know, I mean, if he's going to win at 14, then you're going to get paid either way. But still, all I'm saying is like the value is not really there. Like, I think these are good odds, to be honest with you, as far as like nobody with great value. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, On the T20 page, this is where my wheelhouse begins to play. Um, Streelman plus 330. Don't mind that. Uh, T Dunks is plus 450. There's some upside to that one that I enjoy. Um, if you think Cam Davis is going to play, he's plus 450. He could be another one to look at. But there's some long shots that could definitely run hot, to say the least, down here. You know, Vincent Whaley finished well again last week. He's plus 500 to top 20. He wouldn't uh, surprise me if he stays hot. We didn't even talk about him, but I think it's because the models don't really register his numbers that much right now. But he's playing great. Another guy, an old-school guy, but actually probably fits this course very well. Um, any thoughts on Luke Donald? No, I don't have any thoughts on Luke <laughs> I just saw somebody was actually bet him today, so I had to ask you when I saw him pop up again here. It kind of bet him to me. win, yeah, because uh, local kind of guy played well. Um, interesting narratives, basically. Yeah, I mean, maybe he knows something we don't. I mean, is of course, history's is miscut 43rd, 36th, and he's coming off a miscut. I mean, yeah, I, it's I dicey. I don't see it, but I mean, obviously, that's why you're betting him at three hundred to one or whatever he's at. Yeah, you're you're going for the moon, is what that I comes guess. down to. Yeah, what's but, his uh, odds? Yeah, three hundred exactly. Yeah, three hundred. The moon is what that one is. So yeah, if you got how about oh, no, I'm not going to say anything else. I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, it could be interesting for sure. But uh, we'll wrap it up there. We'll call the day there. Uh, any final thoughts, Jesse? As we're pretty much done for the rest of the season. I don't, man. And enjoy the next month and a half. Well, they'll. There's going to be uh, here a world challenge, but we're not yeah. going to come here and talk about 18 golfers. Yeah, it's the biggest crapshoot of your life. Yeah, like we, we've, we've done pods for that in the past, and it's the biggest waste of time on the planet. It's a waste of time. So apologies <laughs> for not having one. Most people won't do one, I don't think. Yeah. If you have um, questions on that, just come in the Discord. I'll pretend to care. <laughs> it's, and then after that, the next uh, the next real tournament is the uh, the, ter- the Tournament of Champions yeah. uh, in Hawaii. Um and that's really, in my opinion, when like the golf season starts, and that's when you start to kind of feel it again. Because after we're off for six weeks here, I'll start to miss it. Yeah, for but sure. Doing this and for a year straight or eleven months straight, like it gets to the point where you're like, breather. I mean, geez, I mean, coach. Yeah, Give me yeah. A no, out, the man. tournament of champions kicks off, but the, for me, that one's fun. Gets the blood going. But Sony the next week, the full yeah. fuck, full field cut. Now it's on. Yeah, with great course history and obviously in Hawaii, primetime golf. Yeah, prime time, like even prime time for me, which is yeah, great. And then right. you get 
farmers coming up because i i even went to look up something for the farmers not realizing i saw the date was january 27th i'm like oh it's so close actually because <laughs> <laughs> that means they go to then after the farmers they go to the waste management and they come to pebble that's how it is every year so yep. before you know it we'll be back at it but um enjoy the break after this fun event if you have any questions again come in the free discord we'll take care of you there there's all the sports you're getting talked about so have fun with that but uh as always check out the podcast on twitter at always press tfs Jesse's at DFS Golf Gods. I'm at BD Entrick. Good luck, everybody. Catch you all later.